when it comes to the money side of business, there's just no substitute for hard cash. That it can relieve a lot of stress associated with paying your bills, making payroll, launching new products, and expanding your business in other ways. And that's why crowdfunding is an exciting topic. It's an exciting new way to raise capital using the Internet to reach a large number of people interested in investing small amounts of money. Last year alone, globally, $16.2 billion was raised. That is so powerful. And so the ability to tap into this mother load successfully can transform your business and change your life. That's why I've asked Mr. Bill Warner here from Entredot to join us to explore this fascinating new form of financing. She's a respected and trusted business advisor, an Ivy League business expert, best-selling author, and no-nonsense lawyer. She's Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Whether you're an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur working for someone else, I want to give you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Because no one likes getting blindsided by what you don't know but somehow should or getting stuck paying for it later. Think of it as a mini-MBA and School of Hard Knocks wrapped in one and on steroids. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, brought to you by Business MO, LLC. Let me tell you about Bill. Bill is an accomplished senior executive with more than 38 years of experience in the computer industry, most recently as president and CEO of LiveWire Logic. His current role at Entredot, in that role he assists entrepreneurs in the startup mode, and as a result, he's witnessed the good, the bad, and the ugly side of crowdfunding and is going to share some of his experiences, insights, and strategies with us today to help you make your crowdfunding campaign more successful. Welcome to Business Confidential, Bill. Well, thank you. Nice to be with you, Anna. It's great to have you here. The, the program is about tips for beginners. So if I'm totally new, know nothing about crowdfunding, what is it that I need to know to start with? Where do I begin in figuring this out for my business? Well, I wish it was as easy as clicking a button, but it's really not. But the way you get started <laughs> is to do some, <laughs> do some research. Uh, and I have uh, several tips and pointers on, on what it is you've got to do. But what you're basically going to start with is a decision as to what form of crowdfunding you're going to use. For most small businesses, they're going to want to use the simplest form of crowdfunding, which is rewards-based crowdfunding. I think most people have heard of Kickstarter and Indiegogo and perhaps dozens of other platforms that are, are available to basically to make a donation or a contribution to a product or service that you're going to be coming out with or a social cause that you're engaged in. And in return, you give them a reward of some kind. It's basically how that works. So your first decision is to either pick that or the second choice, which is investment-based crowdfunding, which is entirely more complicated and, quite frankly, won't apply to most startup companies. These forms of investment-based crowdfunding are really for more mature companies. Okay, so if I am going down the route of a rewards crowdfunding, what are the things I need to do in order to have a successful campaign? Walk me through the steps. Well, I kind of outlined six steps to get this done right. But let me start with that there's a a lot of work involved in this. Uh, You've got to really, really do this well. Think about this a minute. You're, you're on the Internet asking the public for money. 
And there are thousands of others out there on the Internet doing the same thing, probably on the same platform that you're on, like Kickstarter or Indiegogo. So you're competing for the attention of, of people. So your preparation and the manner in which you do this is going to be very, very important because you've got to get their attention immediately and, and get them to commit money to you within minutes. That is a tall order. So the way you start is make sure your business is prepared for even being discussed in this manner. That means have a business plan thought out, written down, and more importantly, have it in a form that you can use to express your business plan on Kickstarter, if that's what you're using, or in any of the other platforms. You know, you've got to know your numbers. You've been running your business for a while. You've got to be able to express financially how you've been doing, and then be able to show them kind of your future forecast of how well you're going to do, you know, one, two, three years down the road. So you, you demonstrate that you have a, a business sense about you, that you know what you're trying to accomplish. You're showing you, you, you have a real objectives. The third one is a biggie. If you've been on any of these platforms, more often than not, you see a video. Some are really, really exciting, and some are boring as the day is long. <laughs> the, one you want, the one you want to do is the one that's really exciting. So it takes some time. But this is a video of three to four minutes tops. If it's longer than that, we'll lose people. But make it kind of this terribly exciting, crazy, cool, killer kind of uh, call to action that gets people's attention within literally seconds. Upon starting the video, you've got to capture them and keep them. That takes some really interesting know-how that is not usually experienced by small business owners or even large business owners for that matter. The video itself has got to be well done. It's not a major production, but, you know, you have to have the right lighting and sound, and, and you want some animation in it. But more importantly, you've got to be able to tell a story. That's an art form, telling a story about your business and telling it in such a way that, in the case of a social cause, that you pull on the heartstrings of, of people that you want to donate money. You've got to really get to the cause and get their attention and get them immediately thinking about you and what you're trying to do for people. If it's a product or so service... could you give us an example yeah, of one of these videos that you saw that like really crushed it and one that just went totally flat? And the, the difference between them and how would somebody go about finding the resources to help them put something like that together? Because this is more than a Facebook clip. You bet. Let me try it this way. I looked at one yesterday, and it was all about... Yeah. Uh, a product a, a child with autism wears on their wrist that every once in a while taps them. And in so doing, it realigns their attention to what they should be working on. It's kind of a like a little wake-up call for autistic children. The video was heartful, but at the same time gave the viewer a really good understanding of what the business was all about. It was an interesting combination of showing a compelling story about the needs of children autistic children, and at the same time showing us that this is a great business to, for, for this person to be in. It was very well done. It kept my attention. I happen to know the person that did that, who owns, sorry, who owns the business. I think he did a really great job. Others I've seen are like a series of word charts, someone in a <laughs> perhaps not very exciting way, but kind of in a monotone way. I've seen dozens of these, just talking through a series of like PowerPoint slides. Oh. Using the Internet, 
for, you know, to show words is like missing the point. You've got all of this rich media available to you that you can portray a story by telling it and showing it. So I guess that'd be my primary advice is use the power of the internet. Now, you know, where do you get help on this stuff? I mean, there are many videographers around. We know several in this, uh, in our upcoming uh, crowdfunder meetup later this month, we'll have several there that will introduce themselves. But believe it or not, uh, I tripped over a great idea last month about this challenge of telling the story. I guess who tells stories all the time in a compelling way? Stand-up comics. <laughs> so so I yes. made contact with the comedy club in Chapel Hill, DSI Comedy, talked to the person who owns the thing, yeah. and lo and behold, they already have classes for people <laughs> in business to teach them Fabulous. how to tell a story in a compelling, compelling way. So my, my uh, brain explosion on the subject turned out to be well, somebody already already thought of that. So the combination of being able to tell the story in an interesting and compelling way and some reasonably high-quality video presentation of it is the key to success to having this this video capture people's attention. It is really important that that is well done. Most people just look at it, and if it, if it doesn't pass muster, they move on to the next opportunity. You are competing with the attention of the public. So yeah. your yeah. story and your presentation of it has to catch, has to grab them and keep them to the point where they actually say, okay. And what about number four? Because you had six, six keys here to making a successful campaign. The fourth uh, is a more traditional thing is have a website that reflects your business. Most startups probably do, but it has to be reasonably well done. A few thousand words, a WordPress kind of site that has your video on there as well, and that in words, in the animation that you, you want to want to use, tells the story, but on the website itself. But also on the website are the usual things you might find, like a blog page where interesting information about your business or about your social cause is communicated to the public. So it's a traditional website, one you normally see, but you don't try one of these without one because it's going to be terribly important when people want to know more than just what they learned in the three- to four-minute video. So you get a chance then to talk about your business and your services and your product or your social cause in much more depth. So the video kind of leads people to the website where they can learn more information. That's what you want to have happen. Now, <clears throat> that's getting yourself all set up. There's more things to set up. There's, there's more machinery that's needed here. And I just put it in the general category as uh, set up all of your outreach, things, things like social media, for example. So before you click the button to start the campaign, uh, you should have prepared a press release that you would release to certain local and national media if, it, if that's appropriate. You would uh, prepare two to three blog articles that you're ready to post on your website over the next, say, several days. Start with one on the day of launch. You should prepare yourself to use Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter in the appropriate ways to drive people to the website and post interesting information to reach out to your social media contacts on all of those channels, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, perhaps others, but those are the biggies. Equally as important, in fact, probably more important, is line up those people that you know that also have large social media outreach who in turn will reach out to theirs, hoping that you will 
the click of a button when you start and ask them to post your Kickstarter launch, that they will in turn post to theirs and you will have reached tens of thousands of people within hours of the start of the campaign. That's the power of social media. I have to say that if someone running one of these campaigns doesn't have a, a good social media outreach, they ought to start working on by starting to, to use LinkedIn and Facebook themselves and, and, and create a, a list, in, in, I would say, in the several hundreds minimum, more likely 1,500 to 2,000 if you can accomplish it, so that you have a meaningful outreach and, and you know, you know, 50 to 75 of them have large uh, social media outreach themselves. So you can go viral very, very quickly. Or perhaps they could team up with somebody who has that kind of outreach if they don't have it on, on their own. Exactly right. Yeah. Most startups I know, when I ask them, well, what's your, what's your re- outreach on LinkedIn? They say 200. And so well, how many of the 200 also have large outreach to, you know, for their social media? And those are the ones they should be partnering with in order to um, you know, effectively create an outreach that's in the thousands, even though you only have a few hundred. But along with this, right. though, there's, another, right. there's another trick they got to pull, and that is when you start one of these campaigns, uh, it's great to grease the skids with, a few, with uh, some people who are within 24 hours are going to make a contribution or a donation to your campaign. So before you launch, you reach out to people you know well, tell them what you're doing, and encourage them and ask them to commit to uh, a contribution to the campaign when you launch it, and you'll notify them you know, the minute you do that. Now, what you're doing here is you're, you're trying to get 20 to 30% of all of what you want to raise. So if you want to raise $10,000, you want to have pre-committed two to 3000 of it from friends and family and neighbors and business associates people who believe in your cause or believe in your product or service who are willing to make this kind of contribution and ask them within a, within a day of the launch, make, make their contribution. The effect of that would be then anyone else, upon looking at the campaign status, which right at the, the front page of a Kickstarter campaign, is a little dashboard that tells you, you know, how much they raise in and how much they raised so far. And within 24 hours, people will say, my goodness, $3,000 have been raised already for this. There must be a lot of interest in this. Believe it or not, that technique makes a world of difference in the perception that people have about a campaign and will help, won't ensure success, but will greatly increase the possibilities of success if you've got a lot of traction with these donations very early on and others see it and get on the bandwagon. Yeah, being prepared, like seeing a sold sign on the car that you just wanted to buy. It's like, wait a minute, I want to do that. And at least with Kickstarter or a crowd platform, you still have an opportunity to participate, which is fabulous. Yep, yep. Final step is actually... Yeah, one more. It's actually push the button. Launch this rocket (laughs) off the the launch pad. Push the button. (laughs) (laughs) But now the work really starts. As you probably noted, or the audience hopefully has noted, that there's a considerable amount of work that went into this in the first place. You've got to kind of ensure that you get that 20 to 30 percent, reminding your friends and neighbors to make their contributions or donations. But you need to be uh, posting on a daily basis up on LinkedIn and Facebook and using Twitter to drive people to your website where your video is and 
day after day after day for the weeks or so that your your campaign is running, you're very active on your social media channels, you're responding to people and responding to their posts, posting new blogs on your website every other day or two with new information about your campaign and new information about your cause, and using Twitter to drive them there to read the new thing. So you, for for the all of the days of the campaign, you're a social media wacko. Driving traffic, driving people <laughs> that you've never you've never met before, getting them interested and driving them over to your website so they can see more about your 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 business or your social cause, and hopefully going on Kickstarter and making a contribution. So that's why. So, Bill, what are the that, biggest mistakes that you've seen people make? What is the biggest campaign? Yeah, the biggest mistakes that you've seen people make in a campaign. Well, the, the mistakes are numerous. The biggest ones are not having a video. That's almost a death blow uh, because there's wow. so many uh, out there that do. Uh, I don't know. The, today, uh, with, with all of the social media the platforms that go on and the way people communicate today, the, the attention span is so short that if you can't capture somebody's attention in a matter of 30 to 45 seconds, maybe less, <laughs> you lose. So. Without a video, you're you got one hand tied behind your back. Perhaps worse. If you're meeting with your ankle shackled as well, the shackled as well. Then the second one I see a lot is that, but <clears throat> frankly, the, the campaign is just plain not very compelling. It's boring, not well done, not well thought out, monotone, not animated, not catchy. <laughs> I don't know all the right words, but I think you get what I mean. It, it's you really got to be an attention getter. Right. The craziest one I saw that, that was a, the opposite of what you're asking me was last year and the year before, the, the person uh, put up a Kickstarter campaign for a drink cooler. That's got a unique cooler. It mixed, mixed drinks, played your iPhone so you could play music while you're mixing your drinks and keeping your beer inside this cooler. It looks just like a cooler, about two feet long and one and a half feet wide. And they... <clears throat> wanted to raise $100,000 and came up short. And the reason they came up short was they didn't see their campaign. That is, remember I said to a bunch of your friends to cough up some money within 24 hours of the start of the campaign? Well, they didn't do that. Well, they tried the campaign again almost a year later, I think it was. And lo and behold, they not only raised 100000 they raised $6 million. That's huge. The difference was this time they seeded the campaign with pre-commitments of thirty thousand dollars. Wow. That got a lot of people's attention. Holy smokes! What's what, what is it with this cooler? I want one of those. <laughs> so you think that it's yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty famous story. Uh, <clears throat> there are other stories like this, but these, these are rare. I just say that to illustrate how important seeding your campaign is and, and get the real interest out there immediately so other people see that you've got traction. Yeah, well, how am I supposed to figure out if this is really going to be right for me? If I'm listening to you and it sounds like a lot of work up front, which, I mean, if I knew I was going to get $6 million out of it, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go for it. <laughs> you know, even the 100000 doesn't sound bad, right? But, you right. know, for somebody who is new to this, who, you know, is maybe like, wow, there's a lot of stuff up front, you know, maybe I should just my customers on my own and get some traction that way. What time should they be looking at in determining whether crowdfunding is right for them? 
for, for most small businesses, crowdfunding is a very viable alternative, and it's very new. And the entrepreneurs that are going to, quite frankly, make it are those that aren't scared of a whole, whole, lot, of, whole lot of hard work. So when, when I've talked to entrepreneurs and, about this alternative, and, and we've been doing it not, not for very long, you know, like six to, eight, six to nine months since we kind of picked up on this and how, how important it could be to entrepreneurs, I find that eight out of ten take it on. So sure, let, let me you know, let me learn about this, and they and they do the research and go get professional help. But it kind of is a test of their seriousness to be in business. Their alternative is to come up with a, you know take it out of their own bank account, and, and most small business owners don't have enough money to come up with a hundred thousand dollars to start a business, and they're going to have to either borrow it or get friends and friends and neighbors to loan them the money, or sell equity in their company, which is horrific to some of them, that alternative take all, takes almost as, amount, as much work as a Kickstarter campaign <laughs> to go out to raise money, equity investment from, from an, uh, accredited investors. To go get a loan from a, a, for a startup, probably not a bank, but an alternate debt company or organization, you got to walk in there with a good, solid business, a well-told story, solid financial uh, forecast. So the work to prepare the business is work you got to do anyway. The thing that is kind of unique is the video and the the preparation in launching the campaign and managing it for several weeks. That's all kind of new work that they wouldn't have experienced if they if they went to a traditional financing source. But a Kickstarter campaign is uh, you don't have to pay the money back. It's not a loan. <laughs> it's not equity in your company, so you're not taking on investors or going to want to know how you're doing all the time. So there's trade-offs. Bottom line answer to your question, I think, is if they're serious about really wanting to be in the business, 8 out of 10, in my experience, take this on gladly. It's, it sounds like certainly if they're risk-takers and are jumping in to be entrepreneurs, North is all part and parcel of the experience. And as you said, on bank loans, they don't have to pay back and they're not giving up equity, at least not in the rewards-based type of funding that you've described here. Now, you mentioned earlier that you have a group that actually meets regularly to exchange information about these topics. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, it's a brand new meetup on meetup.com. It's called NC, NC for North Carolina, NC Triangle Crowdfunders. And uh, Mark Easley and the folks at Melartu, which is a investment-based crowdfunding platform here in North Carolina, John Spinney and Sean Steigerwald, and Steve Reeser and Entredot are collaborating on putting this together. We've launched the meetup organization, and we got, I think, 50, 60 people already signed up. And we've, we've got the uh, next meetup uh, later this month where we're going to have some presentations on, on crowdfunding and how to do it and, and have people meet some of these experts in the field, including the videographers and the marketing people and, uh, and uh, people who have done successful and some who have <laughs> been unsuccessful as well who want to learn more. Uh, collaborate uh, and learn from each other what this is all about, both on the rewards-based side of things as well as the 
investment-based side of things. But we're going to start with simple rewards-based crowdfunding, which is the predominant use today for crowdfunding, and start a meetup group where more and more people can learn kind of what you and I have just talked about. This is a great introduction to the, the topic to give people a taste of what it's about. Your URL for that, again, would be meetup.com slash NC Triangle Crowdfunders. Meetup, that would get people there, I believe. Yes. So I thank you so much for clarity about this. Now, I think one of the benefits of your meetup group is not only for people to learn about the things they should be doing, but also to learn from other people's mistakes. Sometimes that can be even more powerful because you don't know until you've tried it that maybe that's not the way to do it. And so letting someone else go down on that road before you and get the arrows in the back can save you taught your learning curve, which is what I really love about your meetup group, Triangle Crowdfunders Meetup, NC Triangle Crowdfunders Meetup. So thanks again for providing clarity about crowdfunding and especially those key elements necessary for a successful campaign. In this day and age of video, I guess it's somewhat shocking that someone would just not take advantage of that powerful medium. People rely on that more and more. I mean, YouTube is like one of the most powerful search engines. Giving you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Brought to you by Business MO LLC. Thank you for joining me today on Business Confidential Now. You can get more information about today's guest and the resources we mentioned during today's show in the episode notes that are located on our website, businessconfidentialradio.com. Sometimes we even include some bonuses and goodies, so be sure to check it out. That website, again, is businessconfidentialradio.com. And also don't forget to subscribe to the show. That is the easiest way to keep up with the show and our guests, those thought leaders, experts, and authors who are transforming businesses behind closed doors around the world. Let them help you, too. Subscribe today for easy access to the business information you need to succeed. You know, the reason we call the show Business Confidential now is because you don't have time to wait. So just do it. Subscribe now and leave a review. We want to hear from you. We want you to be part of our growing Business Confidential Now family. Tell your friends and colleagues so they can subscribe too. Because the more subscribers we have, the more great guests we can bring you. And the more business intelligence you'll have available to ignite and fuel your continued business success. Have an idea or a topic, a guest that you'd like to hear on Business Confidential Now? Contact me at the website, businessconfidentialradio.com, and connect with me on social media, too. We'd love to hear from you and stay in touch. Next week, Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hazel-Kelchner will be back with more of the business intelligence and inside scoop you need to succeed. Till then.